Welcome to a new season of Seasons with Sheena Joy podcast, where I walk with you through the different seasons in my life. Before we go to our main topic, let me first share to you some random things. Are you also single like me? Have you always experienced being asked or told in a family reunion or in the office? When are you gonna get married? You're already in your 30s, you should be starting your own family by now. Or have you avoided February 14 because people will tease you of being single? You may also be wondering by now how to have a relationship in the midst of pandemic when we are in social isolation. Well, do not fret, cause it's normal. We're still normal, and it's okay to be single. I've been single, meaning not in any relationship, for 13 years now. And to be honest, I didn't notice that time flew that fast. If not for biological clock or for the slow-paced life during pandemic, I wouldn't be reminded to start praying again about getting married. But I would be a hypocrite if I say that I didn't thought about it during those years. I'm only saying that I enjoyed and made the most of my singlehood. In fact, I was able to maximize studying abroad without worrying about someone and without someone checking on me and vice versa. I have traveled, studied, served in the church or in the ministry, went on missions and many others during those years. So I'd like to share three truths that helped me to be content in the season of singlehood. First truth is, there's nothing wrong with me if I'm still single. I'm single because it's not yet time for me to be married. Period. If I have the mindset that there's something wrong with me, singlehood then becomes a problem to be solved. It would lead me to question, what's wrong with me? Am I not good enough? Not pretty enough? Not domesticated enough? Or not prepared enough? Let me give you an example. If preparation is the basis for getting married, how come that there are people who are married who still don't know household chores? The point is, singlehood is just a state of life. People don't receive a relationship because they've somehow figured out how to be a better person than other singles. It's something that we cannot manipulate nor force to happen or else we will suffer. Truth is, we just have our own timelines. We have our own stories and journeys. Single or married, we are all work in progress. We have issues that need to be dealt with, and God uses our own seasons to deal with them, whether in singlehood or in marriage. Second truth, I don't need to pay attention to every word that people say because they won't stop. I choose not to get pressured to enter into a relationship just because of other people's opinion. I just don't care. I'm telling you, they will not stop. Say for example, you're already married. The next question that they will ask is, When are you having a child? And once you have a child, they will ask, When are you having baby number two? I just choose not to live by other people's opinion because I can never please them. 
One of the things that I practically do is to separate my personal life from my professional life. I put boundaries on what I share in the office and even in social media where they can have access to it in order to avoid them from gossiping about me or even telling me what to do. Who wants to be told what to do, right? And number three, third truth is singlehood is a gift. It's not a curse. The Bible says that those who marry will have troubles in life. So while single, let's enjoy the gift of time and freedom. It's a season to say yes to random conversation and random hangouts. It's a season to, to serve and help others without the need to consider your husband or children. So don't compare your own season from other people's season. Believe me. There are also married people out there wishing to go back to being single, but they just can't. I just practice being present in the moment and mindfulness that I get to appreciate the silence, the smell of my coffee, or moments of being still and alone. And bonus practical tip in order to be content being single is I guard what I consume. Say for example, the music that I listen to or the movies or shows that I watch. I make sure that there's a balance because if I feed myself with too much love songs or watch too much K-drama, love is awakened when it shouldn't be. So from time to time, I shift to other themes in order to diligently guard my heart and my mind. Now, let's go to our main topic. We're still in autumn where old things started to fall. I'm sharing about broken family because it's one of the wrong anchors in my life that needed to be replaced with the right one. And I believe many people can relate to this because there are many broken families these days and not everyone is vocal about it. As I mentioned in my previous episode, I'm glad that my parents got reconciled. Now they're living together in the province. But it was in 2009 before I graduated from college that my parents got separated and it lasted for 9 years. My family used to be my source of identity and security. I placed my anchor on something that was totally unstable. When my parents got separated, my anchor fell. It literally crumbled. It brought me the feeling of shame and made me insecure. I've lost my self-confidence and identity. Unlike other youth my age who were happy and secured, I've always felt that there's something wrong with me or that I was incomplete. I had trust issues with others and have always felt unsafe. If I didn't know about Jesus, I'd totally be lost and literally broken into pieces. Good thing that God came to my rescue. I regained my identity and security through a long journey of healing. Now, my anchor is not my family, but my faith in Jesus. Whatever happens, He is someone who's unchanging and stable. Whether or not my family is broken, I'm still whole and secured in Christ's love. Being in a broken family was stressful and complicated. For example, I needed to organize separate picnics for my parents. 
that was double the effort and expenses and also double time allotted. I've always needed to organize separate celebrations for both parents and it was tiring, something that I wouldn't want my future children to experience. Having a broken family also led me to becoming cautious about marriage. I've seen how my mom suffered and I think that if I would experience the same, I wouldn't be able to handle that. It was something that's traumatic and painful. Since then, I have always believed that marriage is no joke and it shouldn't be done hastily. It's not something that I can test drive and part ways when it's not working anymore. Once I enter marriage, I'll become one with that person and separation will tear me apart. It will cause a permanent damage to my soul and to my children's soul. It's one of those major life decisions that will either make or break me. And when I'm already in it, there's no turning back. It cannot be undone. Marriage is a lifetime commitment for me. It's a daily decision that I have to choose and fight for that person through ups or downs and for better or worse. Can you imagine how difficult is that? That's why I'm really praying that I won't get this decision wrong. I need God's guidance and intervention in this area of my life. I'd rather stay single than be with the wrong person. I'd rather take my time than be in a hurry and end up miserable. That's why right now, I'm just enjoying my season of singlehood. Now, let's go for the verse for this episode. Our verse is in Psalm 127 verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Nowadays, marriage and families are under attack since families are the basic unit of the society and it is where our foundations are built. When families are broken, the institutions and societies are broken too. It's always the children who suffer much and I hope that we don't normalize live-in or separation. Families ought to be strong and a safe place for children. That's why it is important that God is at the center of marriage. The verse says that unless the Lord builds the house, unless it is according to God's will and built according to God's words and standards, those who try to build their own families apart from God will just labor in vain. Marriage and families are God's idea in the first place, so he should be involved in it. My mentor, Tita Sandra Ratilia, always tells me that the purpose of marriage is to form a powerful team that would advance God's purpose. It's to raise a generation of leaders and world changers who fear and obey God. Unless it is the Lord who builds the house, it's only a matter of time that it will crumble and lose its purpose, just like what happened to our family for a season. I hope that you learned something from what I shared that will also add value to you. If you want to share with me your takeaways from this episode, feel free to contact me at my social media accounts in Facebook or Instagram at Shinejoyyaon. 
See you in the next episodes. Enjoy your season and remember that you are loved. Bye!